Welcome to the UK Consult Weekly Podcast with Jonathan Bradley and Elton Daddo, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at Bang the Table in the UK. Hello and welcome to Jono and Elts' weekly ramble through all things online community engagement and public consultation, week 24, and you know what that means, week 25 is our celebrity guest appearance. Oh, so it is, isn't it? Yeah, where did that go? We arranged that ages ago and it's, it's literally a week's time. Oh, my word alive. We, now, we're not allowed to prepare. No, we're definitely not doing any preparation for that. That's why I've specifically put in a we're not doing any preparation for it meeting in the diary for the day before Brilliant. Um, to make sure that we don't do any preparation. No. But shall I give any spoiler alerts out, um, a few clues as to who I it might think, be? I think clues are a very important part of preparing, laying the ground. Yeah, and it's not that I just want people to zone out after this and not listen to the rest of this recording and think, oh, I'll just wait till next week when they've got someone proper on, you know, someone that we know. But a few clues then. Okay, so this person, I'm not even going to give gender away. That's how cutthroat I'm being with this. I don't want to spoil it too much. This person is very, very prominently featuring on some very high profile UK radio stations and daytime TV. Oof. On a weekly basis. You've, well, I was going to ask you if you know who it is, but you know who it is, so I can't ask you. No, no I, yeah, no, that I'd have to. Now I'd have to pretend I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it could be a surprise to you as well. It'd be like, right, surprise. No, I do know, but I mean, to, just to have someone who's, you know, that level of celebrity appearing on our, you know, like, you know, um, niche podcast is should be enough to get. You know, a few more people along, I reckon. Yeah, I, I believe I believe this person <laughs> has over three thousand Twitter followers, maybe even thirty thousand. A lot, a lot. Yeah. So you Real. can imagine what that's going to do for your weekly Twitter polls, can't you? Oh, it's just going to—they're just going to skyrocket. We're going to have <laughs> a really serious question after next week's um, poll. Yeah, yeah, and it's just going to go through the roof. I mean, you already get. I mean, you did one last week, didn't you? Let's go to that then. So you did one on what constitutes a substantial meal, didn't you? Yeah, but I don't. Do you know what's really strange? I don't think I've had the results. <gasps> How long did you run it for? Because you can do it for like yeah. A month. This, this is what I'm worried about. Um, I'm just going to scroll down now and see if I can find it for us. Well, I know what I voted for. <laughs> I don't think it had the traction that we really thought it would. I think was it in the low thousands? Yeah, pretty much. So I think it's basically down to the fact that we were the ones who were most interested in what a substantial meal was. No one else really. Maybe a lot of other people hadn't really heard of this whole thing around substantial meals and therefore just thought I'm not going to engage because I don't really understand it. That's the important framing your question in a way that people understand. Yeah, so I guess if you were doing that on Engagement HQ as opposed to um, Twitter, you could link out to something which informs people about the substantial meals thing that the government was talking about so they could inform themselves first and then they could deliberate and then they could respond to the poll. Yeah, I think we're going to have to follow up, Elton, and um, see what happened to our poll. 
Yeah. So you haven't got the results. Oh no, I went. I think I went for lasagna and chips or something with salad. Had to have salad there. I'm still trying to find it. Can you hear me typing? We're on. Alexa, she can find it. We're we're also on a brand new um, video conferencing platform today, aren't we? We're sort of doing that. I found it. See, we. Do you know what was really good about that? We did a little bit of padding to buy ourselves time. Didn't we? Yeah. No one noticed. No, no. one. No, no, no time lapses or errors have been taken out once it's been so, recorded. So our detailed public consultation, which we launched on October the 23rd via the power of a Twitter poll, we know and don't. I hope, or if anyone's tuning in and they're going, these guys, you can't do a poll on Twitter. It's not consultation. We know that, don't we, Alton? It's not even that you can select more than four options. No, you can select so, ten on engagement HQ. Yeah, so we're deliberately going out of our way to do bad public consultation. Yeah, yeah, um, to educate. So there were choices here. Which of these is a substantial meal? Pasty on its own. Nobody voted for that. And pasty with chips came in at a strong joint second with lasagna on its own. So some people do consider lasagna on its own to be um, a substantial meal but a pasty on its own is not a substantial meal however a big winner 60% of our um, respondents said lasagna with salad is a substantial meal yeah I'd say it is because it's got that carbohydrate element it's got the the protein element but it's also got the the valuable addition of the side salad or vegetable um, type thing on the side and therefore anyone who serves that in a pub can stay open if that's okay yeah they can and i've just noticed what's what went wrong with our poll still got 19 hours left <sighs> oh how many responses have you had there might be some latecomers well it's a big sample of five oh yeah but what if you got 1500 responses in the next few hours could we then revitalize this twitter poll with our celebrity guest and talk them through oh, yeah I think in, in the spirit of not preparing for next week, we might have to do one in preparation for next week. Should we just do a football one? Because that always seems to get more people responding. <laughs> yeah, just keep doing football. Because then you can hashtag all of the, when it gets to Saturday, you can hashtag all things like Premier League. Yeah. And then loads of random people get involved in it. Yeah, that's probably the future. We'll do that. And then our, then our celebrity guests will absolutely loathe football and we'll just think, no, oh, I know, I'll sign up for this. But if we go back to work on this subject, that is that is what can happen. You know, quantity over quality. Do we want more respondents that really aren't interested in the subject just by putting football-related commentary in it, or do we, or we do we want quality? Yeah, genuine yeah. people are genuinely interested and informed about the topic under consideration. And that's something that annoys me about Twitter as well, because people will put, for example, like your poll around food and then they'll put hashtag presidential election, hashtag whatever the top hashtags are, just put them in. Yeah. It's not even relevant. No. Start gate crashing a party. <laughs> You're not welcome here. And talking, welcome. Of which, talking of which, our colleague, Charlie Amos. Right. No, we'll, we'll do a good Charlie's tunes afterwards to try and make it up to her. Yeah. She's going to a Halloween party this weekend. Do you know what she's dressing as? Just a joke, or is no, this... no, no, no. She's genuinely going to a Halloween party with what? With just f five other people? 
but there must be a maximum of five other people yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a massive party of six if the police police are tuning into this they're gonna they're gonna break up that party now well i had a really interesting meeting with um representatives from the police yesterday around digital engagement Ah. so if they're tuning in because they'll probably be avid listeners now um that we've got to know each other they could this could be an issue but what's more of an issue is the fact that she's dressing as a pineapple yeah i I don't know if that's really in the spirit of halloween i can't see any link i'm trying to um make a connection no i can't see anything it's a it's a caribbean type fruit this is nothing nothing no i mean just a killer pineapple Get zombie, oh, could, yeah, zombie yeah. pack of the zombie fruit because there was a virus and all human beings turned into a fruit and they became killers. It's a loose connection, isn't it? What we'll have to do is we'll have to get a photo. We want the photo. Of Charlie in the outfit and we can put yeah. it in the blurb next week yeah. to see if it looks Halloween-y. Maybe yeah. we can use that as a Twitter poll. I think so. Yes, what counts as a Halloween costume? <laughs> That's our poll. There you go. We've managed to do the entire podcast without covering every, oh, anything. We were pineapple doing. number one. <laughs> oh, no. But have you been listening to any to, to make it a little bit nicer for Charlie? Any Charlie's tunes that you can cheer well, up with after a pineapple? I've been woe. thinking about this. What happens is, it's like like most people, like many people, should say, work, working from home. You tend to, I don't know, we tend to listen to more more music, don't we? Just as, it's like it's like your new friend in the office, you know. It's your it's BBC Sounds or it's Spotify or it's Apple Music and other music streaming services are available. Some people maybe even getting their cassettes out of the loft and putting some old cassettes on. You know, I'm not old enough for that. You've got <laughs> you've got we've got you've got all these choices. And what happens is I lose track of my tune of the week. Um, and um, I also think it ebbs and flows with the 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 spirit of the week. So you know the the sort of Monday motivation, Wednesday being hump day, moving into Friday. So by Friday you've got some banging tunes going, and then you're back into the sort of flow. So not I can't say any of them really stick in. So what I started to do is to go back through some of my playlists and selecting what I think will be my tune of the week. So it might not, it's not necessarily something that I've been like, this was my tune of the week, but it's actually something that sticks out from a choice of many. And this yeah. year, I'm going a bit old school. I'm going with The Cure and Just Like Heaven. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. We've both gone old school in that case. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely put that up in the blurb. What's yours, well, I'm I'm trying to link mine, like you say, to moods and things like that. And um, everyone is really confused at the moment because we've got tier one, tier two, tier three. No one knows particularly how to get out of each tier. So if you're in three, what do you have to do to get back to two? How long will it take? Like, what, what tier am I actually in? Which part of Nottinghamshire do I live in? Yeah. So it's all really confusing. So there's, the song that keeps going around in my mind is Pixies, Where Is My Mind? It's been going around in my mind all week. Yeah, I like it. You're going to put that in the blurb, so I can. I'm, I, I look forward to having a listen to that. That's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll put them both in. We'll put the cure in, and we'll put the pixies yeah. in. Now, have you got any, or have you, or a p- possible special guest with you, got any jokes of the week? Um, I have. 
I have not got one. My source has been very quiet this week. I'm going to have to give him a bit of a nudge um, after this. So I'm going to I'm going to see if Alexa is awake. Uh, oh, let me just see if she's there. Alexa, flatter me. Your kindness is a balm to all who encounter it. Oh, is it nice? Would you like to rate flatter me? No, no, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> she goes over and beyond, over and above what's yeah, expected. Flashing crazy now. I think we might have ruined it. Alexa, tell me a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Banana fana fo fana fee fi mo mana. Banana. No, no. That That doesn't make any sense at all. I think we're going to have to ask our listeners to tell us if any of them found that anywhere near a joke. I don't even think our colleagues in marketing, Brandon and Christy, will know what to do with that in terms of tumbleweed. Do, do I tumbleweed it? Do do I edit it out? Is it What is it? There may be some people with our thousands of you listeners who tune in next week who will be rolling on the floor in with laughter. Yeah. But yeah. They'll be like, oh, we got it straight away. Yeah. But well, it's I, I am actually dumbfounded. It makes less sense than a pineapple Halloween costume to me. It's, it does, yeah. Well, at least the fruit theme seems to be carrying on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's become a fruit-themed podcast week. Yeah, has, yeah. Great. <laughs> now, my what was my joke? Oh, I was just trying to remember it, not load it or anything. I'm, I've not really been asking you many questions, have I, Elton? No, it's all right. No, I don't mind. <laughs> you're very you're very quiet and you ask me what my joke is and now i don't ask back thing is because i've had a couple of days off i'm out of the rhythm aren't i you're in you're in monday mode yeah i'm completely out of the rhythm and i can remember what what that those dark days were like 48 hours ago that was a long time ago yeah so normally at half term people might go away to like well not everybody but if they can afford it people go might go to the canaries or have a little short trip to barcelona or you know, or they, you know, or they might go to, to further afield, like Edinburgh or something like that. But I, I went to Tavistock, which is about an hour away. But that's what life is now, isn't it? You just, you know, trips are like the days of horse and car. It's a long, long way away by horse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're enjoying the the small pleasures and things like that of the beauty and the countryside around yeah. you, but in your really immediate area. Yeah. So trips are shorter now. Yeah. What um, what was your joke? Oh, I can't remember it now. Um, oh yeah, it was about cosmetic surgery. You remember oh. it used to be used to be a really taboo subject, didn't it? Yeah. Now you can talk about Botox and no one raises an eyebrow. <laughs> yes, take that, Alexa. Oh, I think that's L one Alexa Neil. But um, yeah. Brandon and Christy from the marketing team might disagree. And they'll probably tumbleweed me for the 58th week in a row. And we're only on week 24. Alexa, drum roll. Which leads very neatly into wordplay at the table. Now, Ooh, do you need to lay down? Do you yeah, need to lay down? Right. Let me sit up straight. Get in the, get in the, in the moment. Take how are you going to cope with this on a, technically what is a Monday for you? This is going to be really hard. Oh, what is public consultation? 
What is public consultation, community engagement online? The first description that comes into your mind, work related only, when I say to you, camaraderie. Camaraderie is what you can get amongst a group of people which sometimes unfairly are known as campaigners or protesters when yeah. they take part in a public consultation because they feel so um, passionate about an issue that they um, respond with camaraderie. They respond together to, um, to um, get involved and have their say. They almost speak with one voice, quite often carrying placards um, and keyboard warriors, but, you know, probably good people all the same, just trying to be heard and influence the final decision. Yeah, and they're, they're, they've got like a shared purpose and a shared vision, and they might have been complete strangers before that day, uh, but they've got that um, purpose that they're sharing. And yeah, a little bit of brotherhood comes from it, doesn't it? Yeah, brotherhood of man. And it probably leads slightly into the second one then. So the second wordplay at the table is in sync. Ooh, in sync. In not sync. in the sync, not S-I-N-K. No, but there is that element of togetherness. In sync. That's a tough one, Elton. So I'm going to go with combining multiple dialogue methods like discussion forums, places, in, and even a survey so that they are in sync with each other during a public consultation. Yeah, brilliant. So you're back into, back into that workflow now. Yeah, feeling, okay. good. feeling good. And the third one is, oh God, I mean, these literally just come straight out of my head. And when I think of them, I just, obviously I don't note them down. I memorise them and then recall them. Um, call my bluff. Ooh. So from the point of view of somebody organising a consultation, they're very much in the zone of openness and transparency. I want to have a sensible discussion with you about what our plans are for your local health services or what our plans are for your streets and open spaces. I'm I want I'm giving you all the information. I'm hiding nothing. So if you don't believe me, call my bluff. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Envision HQ, you can put so much information on there. Documents, videos, links to external references. I mean we've got all those widgets 14 is it i lose 14, track minimum yeah. all those widgets uh, and the news feed saying look we're going to give you all the information you require to give our proposals intelligent consideration call my bluff if there's anything else you need we'll just we'll just add it there it is yeah instantly instant at, at the push of a button and talking of which i mean there's been some really good project launches that exemplify some of the things you've talked about there in engagement hq this week what has been your highlight or haven't you even had time to go through the many launches even during my extended trip to tavistock come back and have a look yeah tavi as it's known um one of our friends emma used to live there she said what are you doing in tavi we said we're out on holiday 
Um, have your pub crawl. Have a pub crawl because it just rained. Um, so um, I can't remember my thread now. So even still, even then, I was conscious of this moment on my return. And a big shout out to We're All Council this week. Oh, we've got different ones. Yeah, they've not well, I've got another one as well because I was I remembered, I even remembered that I promised to go around the world on this subject. So I've got yeah. a foreign, I've got one from foreign lands as well. So shout out to the Wirral who've launched their site, Have Your Say Wirral. Um, I love the intro. We want everyone to get involved and shape the future of Wirral. Have your say, which is the name of their site, will help you find and take part in engagement activities that interest you. You can share your ideas to influence decisions in your area and see how your views make a difference. And they're actually, they've launched with one project, which is the New Brighton Master Plan. They're given an indication of what's coming next, which I quite like because some people, when they switch, when they like take that leap of faith into online participation, we're going to have a new site and all the rest of it. They're like, oh, we can't launch until we've got everything on there. Well, actually, they've launched with a single project and they've just said to people, here's what's coming next. We've got one, two, three, four other projects. They're, they're coming soon. That's yeah, nice. That's a really good way of doing it, isn't it? Because then it's getting people involved in that initial one. They don't want to wait. They're, they're happy to, to go with that. But then they're also getting wetting people's appetite for yeah. some really exciting stuff they've got coming up. Yeah. And you go into the project about New Brighton Master Plan. They've got a map. They've got survey. So there's two dialogue methods. They've got um, information uh, and, uh, and set, they've got the who's listening widget, documents, etc., etc. What a nice start. So big shout out to the Wirral number one and then from around the world around the globe we're going to the city of kansas all right city i think that's quite important didn't didn't donald trump get that wrong i think he did so the city of kansas city missouri yeah and they're asking people to map the big five questions which i quite like so they're, they're i like this kind of thing it works really well on engagement hq really good way of getting people to participate in their local area in their city in their town um, so they ask people quite simply um, areas that they love areas that they need in, um, improvement and ideas that they might have seen in another city that would be good for their city so oh wow yeah nice and simple they've got um, nice little hot spots appearing on their map already so yeah um, if it wasn't for the cost of sending a mug um, all the way to Kansas, the city of Kansas City, um, we'd be sending out a mug. Well, we're going to be hard pressed for new project launch for the Mug of the Week award because you've already got two crackers there. Now, I know you've ruled one out based on postage and shipping costs. So I was really taken by Tower Hamlets, our friends, Tower Hamlets, yeah. Liverpool Streets, Whitechapel. Oh, it's a belter. Oh, is it? It's an absolute belter. So we love a mapping tool. I mean, we've always loved a mapping tool. This is no different. It looks very different to the other mapping tools that we've seen. Yeah. And we've talked about quite a lot on here. I think West Yorkshire Combined Authority Project Centre. Yeah. Numerous examples we've raised to inform and educate our global millions of, of listeners. Yeah. This is really, really good. So this is around Liverpool Streets, Whitechapel. 
what do you love about Whitechapel? What would you change about your local area? What would make a difference to you? Mm. Share your ideas with us. We're listening. So they've got a load of FAQs using the information widgets in Engagement HQ, a big document library, design processes and early engagement documents that people can read through. A couple of key dates there, and it outlines the engagement period, which is about a month long, running up until the end of November. And they've got a really good diagrammatic or infographic type thing in the project description. They've got a Whitechapel early engagement survey. So what do you think of the area? And then they're going to do, obviously, a, a further one beyond that. They've got a chat section. So get in touch with us. This is when you can call us to talk about it. This is how you can email us and get in contact. But the map is really, really cool. So it's a Whitechapel interactive map. Um, where they've outlined that Whitechapel area and they're really simple just two pins what do you think of the Whitechapel area tell us your ideas no, put your ideas and suggestions on the map right. and they've got one pin which is idea stroke suggestion and the other pin which is concern stroke issue and they've already had I mean this is this is a project launch of the week like this week they've already had well over 100 pin drops yeah. very very quickly from people highlighting concerns or issues um, making some really, really good ideas and suggestions as well. So really around cycle routes and, and things like that. So, yeah, really, really good. And I'll put it, I'll put the project page in the blurb along with the two that you've identified as well. And um, a link directly to that map for any lazy listeners who might just want to see the map. Yeah. And I think, Elton, the, your um, passion for that project is shining through the way you vocalised your love that project i mean they you clearly were pitching for a mug of the week really for, for, for myself to have a mug <laughs> for, for, for tower oh, for, yeah on their behalf yeah on their behalf so i think again i think it's coming their way big shout out tower hamlets tower hamlets mug of the week mug of the week all yeah. the way on the, yeah all the way now did you have now you've been on leave so you might not have got that grumpy and you might not have had time to get grumpy again because you're only on monday but any meldry moments Ooh, um, or, or have you got anything else to share before that because start of the week oh which links which is also partly grumpy uh but there, there's a bit of a connection so i'm gonna just i'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, an update here about my stat of the week it's another ipsos mori um, other polling companies are available. This is um, via Ben Page from Ipsos Mori. It's like millions of people believe in strange stuff. So are the following statements true or false? Coronavirus was probably created in a laboratory. Now, you think a few people might believe that, don't you? It's 30% of people think that statement is true. What, so it was created on purpose or it yeah. was leaked? Created on purpose. Uh, oh. uh, the number of people reporting as dying from the coronavirus has been deliberately reduced or hidden by the authorities. 30% think that's true. I thought it had been inflated, hadn't it? Because people were with other conditions, and we don't want to get too far into it, but people with other conditions who were dying who also had the virus in hospital were going down as covid yeah. But the conspiracy theories, I mean, it, the percentages get lower, but the number of people, uh, here you go, the current pandemic is part of a global effort 
to force everyone to be vaccinated whether they want to or not. Over one in 10 people think that's true. Another one in five are like, I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, like a global effort. I mean, that could be a symptom of apathy. Like, oh, I'm not even answering questions anymore. I've had enough yeah. of it. Just not even. So I don't know. I'm just going to say don't know to everything. So, so 70% of people, only seven out of 10 thinks that's false. You look at the thing like created in a laboratory, only four out of 10 think that's false. So 30% think it's true and 29% are, oh, I don't know, don't know. <laughs> and then this one, there's no hard evidence to suggest that coronavirus really exists. Just under one in 10 think that's true. There's no hard evidence. Another 11% think, oh, I don't know. And so only eight out of 10 are going to say, no, that's that's bull. That does, that's not true. There's yeah. 20% are like, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Or actually it's true there's no heart yeah there's no evidence that coronavirus re really exists well that's where you could bring engagement hq into it to try and drill down into what's driving those what what sources or information have they had access to which has led them to come yeah. to those conclusions this, this is this is the this is the thing so where is the truth what are facts um and and and, and what have we what are we creating and i can't help but blame social media for this so that's like my link from from um, from stat of the week, which we'll put in the blurb as well, um, to sort of like grumpiness. Um, yeah. There's this thing called alert citizens where, you, you know, you sort of help people to understand how to use the Internet. They have digital literacy so they can find out what's true and what's false and things like that. And it's yeah. it's more important than ever, I think. But that comes through public engagement and through deliberation. Yeah, so, you know, that, the very act of just like the Tower Hamlets example, just getting people onto a map where they can share their views and opinions about their local area with other residents, taking it off social media, getting it into a semi-formal safe place for dialogue. It just it's a little bit of a fight back, isn't it? It's a little bit of resistance movement. We are yeah. intelligent human beings. We're not just going to be believe whatever we see on YouTube, you know, and other video streaming platforms are available um, and, and there's this whole thing isn't there this whole thing about bringing back public discourse and um you know how do we have you know the and and, and and creating places where we can talk about stuff as as human beings rather than just going don't know don't know there's no yeah. hard evidence that coronavirus really exists oh, i don't know about that don't know no, i'm not really sure yeah i've heard well, it might do you might be right now you know yeah doesn't exist. Whole thing a hoax. <laughs> You've made me really grumpy now. Yes, yeah, we, we we all had such a happy week in your absence. No, yeah, I'm back to Monday. I'm back I knew to Monday. I wouldn't be grumpy because I was on holiday. And let me to go on to something else. Discarded masks. So I'm walking along the street, right? Who does this? Walk along the street, go in co-op, right? Other supermarkets are available. Go in the pub. Go in the antique shop. You know. You can tell what's available in Tavi now, can't you? You, know, you go go into all these places, come out, right? You've worn your mask as a good citizen, yeah? yeah. Chuck it on the floor. Use that mask now, chuck it, just chuck it on the floor. Not bothered. What's going on? If well, you, you, why do you put it in the bin? Okay, if it's a one-time use mask, but then obviously you take it home, you, you have a one-time use bottle or a can or something, you don't just chuck it across the floor. 
No. But also, you've made that step to be a good citizen. So the public yeah. engagement aspect of that, you know, the whole dialogue about wear a mask, you know, all that, you've done it. It's gone in, you come out of the shop, uh, chuck it, just throw it out on the floor. What's going on? It's like my um, Meldry moment, and obviously you probably remember this from a few weeks ago, around people got into a habit, and it wasn't like this in the 80s, of clearing up dog mess, for example, but then putting them in bags and then throwing the bags in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you started to get into the right habit. So, oh, OK, oh, I better clear that up. I better take a bag with me and make sure I clear that up and just throw in a hedge. Yeah, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> well, mine isn't going to, well, mine grumpy moment is more the sort of grumpy moment you've had in the past, certainly on this podcast around video conferencing. And it's taken on a whole new level for me this week. So for two reasons, and I am going to name the platforms because it might not be the, the actual fault of the platforms, but it just helps for the um, description anyway. So I was on a um, Microsoft Teams call earlier in the week, and every time I did a screen share, one of the people who was on the call could see it and the other people couldn't. So how does that work? Now, that, the reason why I've named them, as I say, is that could be an IT issue at their end or there could be another reason for it. I'm not saying it's the platform, you know, particularly at all. But I've not come across that before. Either no one can see it or everyone can see it. But each time it was like, OK, well, no, log out and log back in again. and We'll start again and I'll share it again. No, one person couldn't. So obviously it being a very visual demonstration, had to listen to the whole thing which as you'll know if you do demonstrations it then means the way you describe everything has to be completely different for the person who can't see yeah i mean being stars of the radio like we are now we can't do anything visual on here we have to describe everything yeah so it then became like that so therefore the person who can see is getting a lot of unnecessary overlay of what i'm describing because they don't need to because they can see it but it's vital that I do that for the person who can't see. <laughs> but it doesn't solve the problem of why does that happen? But then it got worse. So, oh, then it got worse. So recently, <laughs> very recently, we did a webinar and we sent out the webinar invite with the Microsoft Teams link in the invite. And that's it. So there's no Google Hangouts, nothing else. Afterwards, had an email from one of the people saying, oh, sorry, I was in, I was waiting for the meeting to start in the Zoom call. Oh, and you were in Teams? Yeah, there, there wasn't a Zoom. I haven't set up a Zoom call or invite oh. for over six months, over six months for anything. But I'm absolutely oh. adamant. Oh, no, you sent out an invite with a, a Zoom. Everyone else was on the, the actual Teams call. One or two people who were like, no, we were in the waiting room on the, on, on the Zoom. Oh, wow, so how does that? So that's like a phantom Zoom call yeah. that's tried to overlay the Teams link. Some, but what? I just couldn't get my head around it at all. I've not honestly set up a Zoom call with anyone for six months or more. That means there could be millions of people around the world in the wrong meeting and not realising. Yeah. Just skeletons just sat there in these waiting rooms. Yeah no idea what's going on missing everything that they need to you know important stuff that they need to do not even the same platform no oh. not even the same. i mean this i mean it's really important relates to online public participation is there's a whole sort of 
was the cognitive load of participating. How hard is it to participate online? And and yeah, you know, just these simple examples of of what happens when you end up in the wrong place or yeah. in the right place, but you don't you, you don't even know what because it's all online. You've got no way of turning to the person next to you and just saying, "Oh, am I in the am I in the right Zoom here?" Yeah, and they'll, they'll email you and things like that. But obviously, if you, you're doing a demonstration or something, you don't you don't keep going and checking your emails, do you? Because you're also recording it so that you can send it to others. So you don't want to keep flicking screens around and trying to find out where other people are when you're when you're halfway through. So it's really really odd, really odd. So that's made me really grumpy this week. Very grumpy. But next week you've got something to look forward to. Oh yes, so excited to invite that special celebrity who we will not mention. We will not mention it. I might put a couple of little teasers out in the week yeah. on Twitter if anyone wants to um, check those out. But speaking other of than that, no, we're going to keep it under wraps. Speaking of teasers, you know, and and you know how much we love maps. Yeah. Well, not, you know, none of the tools in Engagement HQ, you know, and the whole platform itself is permanently being um, improved and developed. So that's all I'm going to say. Oh, that's another teaser. Well, yeah. there's just so many reasons for people to keep listening to the next 24 episodes. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. Well, I will let you get back to your Monday. I'll get back to my Wednesday. That means yeah. I'll be having my Friday when you're on Wednesday, and you'll be really jealous. I will be. Very jealous. Or my, or my week just might be a series of half days, all compressed into four days. So I might do six days in the next three. <laughs> Nothing is beyond you. A <laughs> um, good cat as always, and you are as always a quivering puffin. So until next time. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful, and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.